If you're waiting for the big distributed ledger revolution in the credit union space, well, guess what? It's here. Distributed ledgers in cyberspace make cryptocurrency and smart contracts possible. And to share with us all the exciting developments in play, we'll talk with Julie Esser, Chief Engagement Officer for CU Ledger. Welcome to BAI Banking Strategies, where each week we'll focus on the key issues facing financial services leaders. We'll bring you objective opinions and actionable insights that will help you power smart decisions. I'm your host, Lou Carloso, the managing editor at BAI. Come on in. Streamline your user experience and accelerate the online application process. In today's business landscape, consumers expect their digital transactions to be quick and convenient. Experian Instant Form Fill reduces the amount of manual entry by up to 76%, providing consumers with a frictionless and secure way to fill out applications. Visit edq.com to learn more. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. It is wonderful to have you here with us. And today on the program, we have Julie Esser. Julie is based in Wanakee, Wisconsin, and is the Chief Engagement Officer for CU Ledger, a CUSO, that's a credit union service organization, that focuses on delivering innovative applications on a global distributed ledger platform for credit unions. In this role, Julie oversees global communications, public affairs, corporate brand, and events. Julie, welcome to the podcast. Great to have you. Thanks for having me. Now, CU Ledger is a prominent, important organization. Tell us about it. Sure. CU Ledger was really born in 2016. We got together about 75 credit unions and industry partners. That resulted in a working proof of concept where we demonstrated two types of applications. One is a digital identity and in the call center environment because we were starting to see, as everybody else does, the increase in fraud in that particular channel. We are just a year old. We celebrated our first birthday in June and we're right now going through our first round of financing and we're about 80% complete. That is fantastic and happy birthday. Blockchain, distributed ledger, there are times when I thought they were the exact same thing. They're not. Can you clarify the difference between those two and why is it important? So think of blockchain as a protocol on a distributed ledger platform. Blockchain needs distributed ledger technology. Distributed ledger technology does not need blockchain. So we use the term distributed ledger technology. We prefer to use it in all of our communications simply because we're not in the business of cryptocurrency. There's a lot of different use cases that could be very beneficial and solid for credit unions outside of cryptocurrencies. And so that's our focus. Fascinating that we're seeing some incredible use cases in financial services. Take us through some of those and how they connect to cybersecurity as well. The other promise of distributed ledger technology is the decentralization of it. So right now we operate in a system where everything is centralized, which then ends up creating honeypots and honeypots are just pools of data that are stored centrally that are very vulnerable to cyber attacks. In fact, I just saw a report that there were 
over 139 million records leaked in July 2018 alone. Wow. I know. I mean, that's scary. That's scary stuff right there. Distributed ledger technology is all decentralized, meaning that everything is encrypted and stored on a lot of different nodes. In our business model in particular, credit unions will be nodes where information is stored and everything is based on consensus. So if there is somebody that tries to tap into an endpoint, there would be red flags, it'd be warning signs going off because everybody's got to agree that whatever is happening with that particular transaction is actually legitimate and is based off the previous transaction. We're focused right now on digital identities and member authentication. Any interaction that a credit union has with their members starts with understanding who they are, whether that be in a branch, call center, or in a login environment. So that is utmost critical, and that will become the foundation of everything that we do from this point forward. Speaking of identity, there is this notion of self-sovereign digital identity. Could you explain what that concept is exactly? So self-sovereign is the idea where a member user consumer creates an identity that they own and control and it can never be taken away. So it's really taking the current model of digital identities and reversing the concept completely. I'd like to talk about the different types of identities that exist today. Sure. So the most common is called a siloed identity. It's a single identity that you create with any entity you do business with, whether that be a credit union, a bank, a school, government agency, whatever, online, Facebook. We're asked to create accounts, and those accounts involve creating usernames and passwords. And so that's essentially an identity that you create with that entity. Here again, we create these identities, our information is stored somewhere in a centralized repository, and then we don't know what's happening to them. We don't know where they're gonna go, we don't know how they're being secured, what happens to them if the company disappears. Right? And it's part of the problem that has been created as it relates to identity theft. With single identities, you could have multiple of them. I don't know about you, but I'm getting to the point where I have to keep a book of all my usernames and passwords. This is getting ridiculous. So that is by far a pain point that consumers have. It's just the whole notion of usernames and passwords, the millions of them that we generally have. I think the average person has about a thousand of them. Incredible, isn't it? Yeah, totally. And it's only going to get worse. Recently, I just had this moment with my family. My kids are teenagers, and they expect me to keep track of their identities, too. So I have my own identities plus my kids' identities. It's a little hairy in our household. The second factor of an identity is called federated. The concept of federated identities is a good one. The example that we're most familiar with is the ability to use, let's say, your Facebook login credentials into other applications. It's not creating a new identity, but it's using an existing identity into an application. The concept's a good one. However, the same kind of risk, the same type of fear exists, right? Because now you're applying another level of risk associated with that because you don't know what the application's going to do with your identity either, if it's up to the same standards as you're given to an entity that you originally created from, for example. So I mentioned self-sovereign, we talked a little about this, reversing the silo model. 
So instead of creating a single identity with all these entities, they're coming to you seeking for your identity. And you can choose to give them parts of your identity and which parts of the identity that you want to give them. And if they go away tomorrow, your identity is intact. And all of this is facilitated through distributed ledger, which makes it super duper secure for the consumer. All the more incentive for me to get rid of my 1,000 passwords. And what happens when I forget them? Oh, that's even worse, which happens pretty much on a weekly basis. I hear you, me too. There's not much that can keep you up at night, but you did mention to me before we started taping this idea of trust. Tell us about what the trust factor means to you and how credit unions are trying to make a difference in the equation. There was a report that was done recently by Edelman's. It's their 2018 trust barometer. Six different countries had double-digit drop in trust among consumers and financial services. And the highest was in the U.S., where they experienced a 20-point drop. And, you know, that definitely keeps me up at night. I mean, that is a value proposition that credit unions are known for and that we need to sustain and build upon for the future. You know, there's direct correlation between cybersecurity attacks and trust. A really good example of that is Facebook. I read somewhere recently that prior to their last breach, 77% of consumers trusted Facebook. I mean, it was a huge number after that trust factor went down to 24%. So you can see how immediately it could have an impact on your business. Finally, the notion of financial inclusion is so important when we talk about all of this. How can self-sovereign identity improve financial inclusion and reduce the number of underbank customers? Yes, that's a really great question and one that's near and dear to my heart because of the philosophical nature of what we can change in this world with this type of digital identity credential. So across the world, there are 2 billion consumers that don't have a financial relationship today. And the reason for half of them not having that is because they don't have an identity, a birth certificate. They don't have other forms to identify themselves. And so this has the promise of changing that. That's what really excites me. I call it a digital identity with a purpose because we have the potential of changing the world with this type of technology, which is pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. Really eager to see how things progress and how you help to make a difference. Julie, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me, Lou. I really enjoyed being part of this. Julie Esser is Chief Engagement Officer for CU Ledger. She is based in Wanakee, Wisconsin. Be sure to look for Julie on LinkedIn. And here are three key takeaways from today's podcast. Number one, while it's easy to interchange the terms blockchain and distributed ledger, they are not the same thing. Think of blockchain as a protocol. Blockchain needs distributed ledger technology to do its work, but distributed ledger technology does not need blockchain. Number two, 
Distributed ledgers promise to tackle the most fundamental cybercrime issues that plague the financial services industry. In July 2018, 135 million documents were leaked. But on a distributed ledger, anyone who taps into an endpoint or node to alter or steal information would trip warning signs. Simply put, distributed ledger technology has the promise of increasing the trust level of the internet. And number three, self-sovereign identities are an answer to the username and password issues that plague banks and other financial institutions. Though usernames and passwords exist in siloed locations, they're tough to secure, and consumers have the pain point of having as many as 1,000 digital identities. Meanwhile, trust has eroded under cyber attacks, and in many cases, usernames and passwords are at the center of the issue. In the wake of the Cambridge Analytica scandal, trust in Facebook fell 52 percentage points. You spend time and money to acquire new checking account holders, many of which remain inactive due to the inconvenience of moving direct deposits and automatic payments from their previous financial institutions. ClickSwitch enables your account holders to quickly, safely, and securely switch primary accounts to your financial institution. This account holder acquisition technology revolutionizes the way your financial institution can attract and retain new primary account holders by automating, streamlining, and simplifying the process of bringing new account holders on board. Visit ClickSwitch.com to learn more. And now BAI Banking Strategies brings you the aha moment where our podcast guest shines a light on that point in time where realization, revelation, or exploration made all the difference in their financial services career. Aha moments are indeed a staple of this podcast, but in this case, Julie Esser shares what she calls a goosebump moment that's brought her to her present position at CU Ledger. In fact, Julie gets a downright upright feeling just sharing it with us. Listen. The road, the journey that we're on today with CU Ledger, I describe it as a goosebump moment because I have never seen in my 30 years an initiative of this nature that has the impact of changing so many people's lives, not only in the U.S. market, but globally. And that truly has been my aha moment. And just the recognition that CU Ledger has achieved in such a short period of time worldwide is phenomenal. I was in Singapore recently and just having a random lunch with somebody who is in the supply chain business and knows a little bit about blockchain knows about CU Ledger. I mean, how does that happen? So it's really exciting. I'm getting goosebumps as I'm describing this, but it's really exciting to see our industry truly at the forefront of this technology and the focus of distributed ledger technology and digital identities. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. And here are a few reminders from yours truly and your friends at BAI. First of all, if you haven't done so, subscribe to our daily newsletter. It's free to sign up. And be sure to check out our ever-growing archive of podcasts. Also, be sure to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter to stay up to date on BAI's latest and greatest. You can catch me on LinkedIn. Be sure to connect. I'm Lou Carloso, the managing editor at BAI. We'll see you soon. So long.